You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. All right, if you have your Bible this morning, open your Bible with me. I'm going to be teaching you out of this book. Let's turn to page 172. No, <laughs> let's, uh, let's open our Bible, please. Amen. To the book of Zechariah. Let's open our Bible, please, to the book of Zechariah. And if you want me to sign your books at the end of the service, I'll gladly do that. Praise God. I want to thank all the pastors and all the who are making my life uh, pretty comfortable here. The Lord bless you. Can you say amen? amen. Zechariah, please. And let's read from chapter 9. And we are going to read verse 9. Zechariah chapter 9. And we are going to read from verse 9. Now, what you're about to read here is known as a messianic prophecy. Okay? And so, this pertain to the life of Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Now, when you read your Bible, you'll discover that prophecies or the prophetic is divided into several categories. You've got eschatological prophecies. You've got messianic prophecies. Or you, then you've got uh, prophecies about the nations, particularly uh, about Israel. And then you've got what is known as personal prophecy. Can you say amen? And Jesus here, you, what you're about to read here, is a messianic prophecy, but it was personal for the Lord Jesus. This was about 500 years before Jesus came on the scene. Can you say amen? amen. So in essence, a prophetic word is something that was said in the past about your future that you need to possess today. Does that make sense to you? All right, now. With that said, let's go to Zechariah chapter 9. And we're going to read verse 9 together. From verse 9, together please. Everybody read now. Ready, one, two, go. Let's read together please. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold. Now stop, read again please. Behold, your what? Your king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly and what? Riding upon an ass and upon the colt, the fall of an ass. Now, let's read that last portion again, please. Let's read the last portion together, please. So let's read that portion. It says, Behold, your king cometh unto thee. Everybody read. You know what it means to read together? It means open up thy mouth and articulate. And they drew near unto Jerusalem and were come to what? Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives. Then said Jesus, how many disciples? Everybody said two disciples. Now, there's a reason why I'm having to repeat it because it's very important. Two disciples, okay? Now, everybody read now, please, verse, verse two. Saying unto them, go into the village over against you and you shall find a what? A donkey or an ass tied. Now, stop right there for a second. When you read the prophecy of Zechariah, was there at any point in that prophecy when Zechariah said it, did it say at any point that the donkey would be tied up? So I want you to understand something here. There was a prophetic word, but the reality on the ground was that the prophetic word was tied down. And that's where many of you are today. You receive a prophetic word. How many of you here have ever received a prophetic word in the past? Right? And you're believing God to see the fulfillment or the manifestation of your prophecy. 
And how many of you right now, you're tired of waiting? Come on, talk to me, somebody. How many of you, you're tired of waiting? And some of you here, you've had a prophetic word that God will give you your own business. Some of you here, you had a prophetic word that God will give you your own ministry. And some of you here, ladies, you had a prophetic word that you'll be married by now. Come on now. Amen. And that donkey's still tied up somewhere. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, where's my donkey? Come on, ask him, where is my donkey? Come on, now look at your other neighbor and say, where is my donkey? Are you hearing me say that? Here's the truth about your donkey. Whether it's your business or your future spouse, somebody has tied down your donkey. Now lift up your hands and say, loose my donkey and let my donkey go. Can you say amen? Somebody say hallelujah. He says, go into the village over against you and straight away you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Everybody read now, please. Loose. Come on, look at him and say, loose. Now here's the deal. If it was loose, if, if Jesus said, loose my donkey, that means the donkey was bound. Now have you heard that terminology before? Binding and loosing. Whatever has been bound in your life is going to be loose this morning. Can you lift up your hands and say, I receive it. <coughs> Amen. He says, loose them and bring them to me. Everybody read verse three now. Everybody, let, let, let that be your confession. All right, verse three. And if any man say aught unto thee, you shall say what? The Lord has need of them. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I need my word. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I need my donkey. I don't know about you, but I need my word. I need my prophetic word. I need my destiny to be released this morning. Somebody shout amen. Glory to God forever. Can you say amen? Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I need it. I need my word. I need my word. See, Jesus was not like many of us who had a lackadaisical attitude, lackluster, well, kissarah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. Man, leave Doris Day out of the church. Can you say amen? Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Come on, lift up that hand and say, I need my word. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Now, everybody read now. The Lord says what? The Lord has need of them. <clears throat> and then what? And what? And what? I can't hear you. And what? Come on, talk to me. And what? And what? And what? The reason why Jesus had a straightaway miracle is because he made a demand upon his prophetic word. If you want to have a straightaway moment in your life, you've got to make a demand upon your word. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, say not, in, not in a sweet by and by. Come on, tell him, not in a sweet by and by. Straight away, right now. Come on, how many, how many of you, you need your word right now? How many need a miracle right now? How many need your breakthrough right now? How many need, you need your healing right now? He's a right now God with right now word, with a right now power to bless you right now. You say amen. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, he's a right now God. With a right now word. And a right now power to give you a miracle right now. 
Can you shout amen? amen? But somebody tied up his prophetic word. Are you listening? And someone has tied up your prophetic word. But let me tell you right now, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 12 and we're gonna look at verse 28 and this is what's gonna happen this morning and this is what's gonna happen before the year is over. Ezekiel chapter 12 and verse 28. I'm gonna read from, uh, from, from, uh, from the King James and then the New Living Translation. If you got it, praise God. It says, everybody read now. Look on the screen and read. It says, therefore, thus say the Lord, say unto them, thus saith the Lord, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. One of the Bible says, if you got an NLT or the NIV, there shall be no more delay. Come on now. It says what? No more delay. Can you read it on the screen? No more delay. Now point your finger at your neighbor and say, no more delay. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, no more delay. I prophesy on your life this morning. From this morning, there shall be no delays in your life. There shall, be no there shall be no obstruction in your life. There shall be no more opposition in your life. Amen. Whatever has meant to come to you will come to you. Come on, say, I receive it. Whew, thank you, Jesus. No more delay. No more delays, no more disappointment. Come on now, no more defeat, no more destruction. Come on, say no more delays. Oh, hallelujah. No more disappointment. The only one who's gonna be disappointed is gonna be the devil, praise God. Can you say amen? Let's go back to Matthew 21. Remember now, this is known as the triumphal entry. <laughs> You will have your triumphal entry this year. Now, now. Everybody read verse four with me now, please. Ready, one, two, go. All this was done. Now stop, stop. All this was done that it might be fulfilled. So if all this was not done, even though it was a prophetic word decreed, it would not have been fulfilled. Are you listening to me now? So many of us, we're kind of waiting for something to happen. But it says, all this was done. You gotta do something. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter one and verse 18, according to the prophecies which went on before on you that you through them will do what? Warfare. Can you say amen? amen? A prophetic word, ladies and gentlemen, is not soothsaying. It is not God giving you temporary respite from what you're going through. A prophetic word, ladies and gentlemen, is a weapon of mass destruction to bring down the kingdoms of darkness. Can you shout amen? Can you shout amen, somebody? All right, now, let's write a few things down tonight. To, well, this morning. It's nighttime in America. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's write a few things down. Can you say amen? I want you to write these things down. Number one, 
Write these down. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <coughs> First thing I want you to write down was that there was a prophetic word, but it was tied. There was a prophetic word, but it was bound. Who knows that your prophetic word has been bound by the enemy today. Number two, the second thing I want you to write down is that Jesus was aware of his prophetic word. He was aware, he was conscious of his prophetic word. Are you conscious about your prophetic word? Are you listening? Number three, he said, I need my word. <coughs> he didn't say if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Amen. He said, I need. He made a demand upon his word. The biggest mistake that you can ever make is to think that a prophetic word will happen automatically. The epitome of frustration is to have a word that is yet to be manifested. As a matter of fact, if your prophetic word does not get fulfilled, then what you have is a case of failed prophecy. Can there be a case of failed prophecy? Well, you better believe it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8. Look at what Paul, uh, Paul says. Everybody read with me now, please. Ready, one, two, go. Charity never fails, but whether there be what? Prophecies. So this is not like eschatological prophecies. Listen, whether you believe in the rapture or not makes no difference. Jesus is going to rapture his church. Whether you believe in the second coming of the Lord in what is known as the parousia, amen, makes no difference. Jesus is coming back. And there's nothing Biden can do about it. Nothing all the uh, lords and the ministers and the president of this world can do about it. Jesus is coming back. He doesn't need our permission. But personal prophecies, if you don't know how to fight with it, they will fail. Let me show you of a case of an almost failed prophecy. Let's go to Psalms 105. Psalms 105, and we're going to read from verse 17. You all know Jacob had, a, had sons, and one of his sons was named Joseph, and he prophesied over him, gave him a coat of many colors. But you remember that Joseph had dreams. So his prophetic word came in the avenue of dreams. 
So prophetic word can come to you many different ways. Moses heard the, he heard, he saw something and heard the audible voice. Are you listening to me now? So prophetic word can come to you <coughs> in myriad of ways. So he has a dream and he sees everybody bound before him. What do you do when you have a dream and you receive a prophetic word, but rather than seeing yourself in the palace, you find yourself in the pit? What do you do when you've got a prophetic word about you ruling and reigning, but you're not in a palace, but you find yourself in the pit, in prison, because of Potiphar's wife. <clears throat> and so let's read that verse together, please. Let's all read verse 17 together, please. Where do you want to go? He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Verse 18, whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in what? Iron. Did you notice something here? Jesus' donkey was tied up. Joseph's legs were tied up. Whenever you have a word, the enemy will try to tie up your legs. Peter had a prophetic word on the beach from Jesus. Peter, you're now young, but there's, there's a time coming when you shall be old. So right there, he had a word from the mouth of Jesus. He will die as an old man. But in Acts chapter 12, Herod defied that and put him in prison and in chains. Anytime you have a prophetic word, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy has planned to tie it up. Let's go back to the verse 18, please. Whose feet, everybody read now, please. Whose feet they're hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron. Everybody read verse 19. Until, until, come on, say until. Until what? Until the time that his word came. Come on, lift up your hands and say, my time will come. Oh, I can't hear you. Come on now, CFC. Come on, talk to me, babe. Say, my time will come. Come on, say it again. My time will come. Look at your neighbor till my time will come. Job says, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change come. Let me tell you right now, change is coming into your life. Change is coming into your finances. Change is coming into your family. I love what the Bible says. Do not laugh at me, all my enemies. For when I fall, I will not stay there. When I fall, I will not camp there. But when I fall, I shall arise. Lift up your hands and say, I will arise. Glory to God. Hmm. My time will come. So until the time of the, his time came, the word of the Lord tried him. That prophetic word will poke you, will irritate you. How many of you right now, as you're sitting here, you feel that you should be further on financially than when you are right now? How many right now, as you're sitting here right now, you feel that you, you should be further on in your ministry or in business or in life where you are right now? Oh, let me tell you right now, hang, hang in there, hang in there. Your time is a coming. Your time is a coming. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, say with me. My time is a coming. We went through the fire, we went through the water, but thou hast taken us into our wealthy place. 
So what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you right now that if you stay with God's Word, amen, you're going to go from glory to glory, from victory to victory. Can you shout amen, somebody? So, if you don't know how to engage it, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want a case of failed prophecy. Can you shout amen? Can you shout amen? amen? Number four, is it now whatever number? Number next. Thank you, Jesus. Number next, write this down, please. Jesus rode upon a donkey, right? Your prophetic word is your ride into your destiny. Can you say amen? Come on, say it's my ride. When God gave you a word, that word is your ride into your prophetic destiny. Can you say amen? Can you lift up your hands and say with me, I will write my prophetic word. And let me tell you something about your prophetic word. Nobody can write it like you can. They may try to imitate you. They may try to copy you, but they are not you. Can you say amen? Come on, touch yourself. Touch yourself on your chest. Say, Nobody can write my word like I can write my word. <coughs> can you say amen? That's right, you're unique. Come on, come on. Somebody say, I'm unique. There's, come on, look at your neighbor and say, there's nobody like me. <laughs> For which my wife said, thank God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Number five. Look at me. Write it down. There can be no triumphal entry until you ride your prophetic word. Mm. Can you shout amen, somebody? They call it the triumphal entry. Can you say amen? Can you lift up your hands with me this morning and say, I will have my triumphal entry. Come on, say it say like you've got faith this morning. I will have my triumphal entry. Glory to God. Can you shout amen? Anybody here want to have a triumphal entry? Come on, say it. I said, anybody here want to have a triumphal entry? If you believe it, shout yes. God will give you your triumphal entry. Oh, let me tell you what, something is going to happen when you have your triumphal entry. Some people will begin to cast gifts upon you. Can you say amen? Some people will celebrate you and some people will hate you. I don't care if you hate me or celebrate me as long as I have my triumphal entry. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Number six now, right? Whatever number you're on, just go make yourself comfortable. Praise God. Number six, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, the year ahead of you is going to be an awesome year. Come on, I said the year ahead of you is going to be an awesome year. 
your gifts and your talents are about to be exposed. Can you say amen? Glory be to God. Your donkey is about to be released. And some of you donkey is not donkeys, it's a car. Some of you donkey right now, it's a plane. Some of you donkey is a business. Some of you donkey is a church. Some of you donkey right now is to be number one in Cape Town. Can you shout amen? Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Better release my word. Jesus sent how many disciples? Two. Two. To do what? To loose that which was bound. Number six, if you want to see your triumphal entry, you've got to learn to engage two things. The prayer of binding and loosing. Jesus said, this kind cometh not out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. If you want to see your dreams to be fulfilled, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to engage two disciples. Can you say amen? I said, can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, engage your two disciples. It's not moaning and crying. Are you listening? <clears throat> it's not crying over, over what, could, what could be. You don't like what people are doing to you? Don't have a pity party, but have a praise party. Can you shout amen? Don't be afraid of anything, glory to God. Just go ahead and do it. Can you say amen? Now, now, number seven. Write this down, please. Do you know why we have a case of failed prophecy? Number seven. Write this down. A failed prophecy is a prophecy that was never re-prophesied. Huh? What? It was a case of what? Not re prophesied <clears throat> when God gives you a prophetic word God has spoken once twice have I heard it well how do you hear it twice well you hear it once when God speak it and you hear it twice when you speak it back to God Prayer is not venting your unbelief to God. Prayer is not venting your frustration to God. Prayer is venting or declaring God's word back to him. And God is watching over his word to perform it. He's not watching over my word but it's watching over his word. <coughs> and if I have his word in my mouth, then it's watching over his word to perform it. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return. 
How does it return? When you return it back to God. So what are you supposed to be doing with your Bible? Every word that you see in there, say return to sender. Return to sender. Come on, look at your neighbor, say, lift, lift, lift up your Bible, says return to sender. Who sent that word? God sent his word. Read prophesy. Come on, look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Prophesy it. And re-prophesy it. Can you shout amen? God showed Ezekiel a valley of dry bones. Did he not? Ezekiel was known as an exilic, exilic prophet. He was in exile. He was by the river Kabar. Whereas Daniel was in Babylon. Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah. And they knew what Jeremiah had already prophesied. But Israel was scattered all over the place. Are you listening? Judah was scattered all over the place. And God said, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Come on, ask your neighbor, can, can your dream live? Will your destiny be alive again? And you see everything has been scattered. Ezekiel was smart. He didn't say, yeah, because when he saw all these things scattered all over the place, like good God Almighty. But he didn't say no, because he knew that with God, all things are possible. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Can you shout amen? He said, Lord, you know. You know. And what did God say to him? Prophesy. Come on, what? Prophesy. Look at your neighbor, tell him prophesy. Come on, tell him prophesy. Oh, come on, you got to open your mouth and re-prophesy it. Can you say amen? Can you shout amen, somebody? Look at your neighbor, say neighbor, prophesy. Re-prophesy. And keep on prophesying. Until you see the bones begin to shake. Until you see the bones begin to get moving. Can you say amen? Somebody shout hallelujah. And when you prophesy, God will release a wind. Amen. He will release the east wind, the west wind, the north wind, and the south wind. And everything will come back together. Shout yes. Glory to God forever. Can you say amen? As I laid there in the coma, are you listening? And they're about to induce me in the coma. The last thing that went through my mind is that verse. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit who can bear. Listen to this. My wife came and she, I was out of it. I was out. And most of the time, when I gain consciousness, the only reason why I gain consciousness is because she's putting communion in my mouth. Right? I woke up. I said, what you doing? He says, communion. I said, like to kill me with your communion. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Are you listening? Listen to me. 
And then she looked at me. Listen, if I show you the photos, you'd be scared. Okay? She looked and she started to cry. She started to cry. I grabbed her hand. I said, don't cry now. I said, don't cry now. I said, well, you don't cry when you're in the middle of the ring. Are you listening? You don't cry when you're in the boxing ring. Are, are you hearing me, saints? There was a boxing match years ago. I think it was in the uh, late 70s or early 80s. Sugar Ray Leonard against this uh, the Duran guy, okay? And in the, middle of the, in the middle of the ring, right, he said, no mass, no mass, no more, no more. I said, honey, we can, you can cry all you want to after we have the victory. But in the meantime, glory be to God, we're going to still believe God's word. I know the doctor says you're going to die. I know what the doctor has said. I know what everybody else is thinking. But I will live and not die and declare the wonderful works of God. Can you shout amen? Can you shout amen? When you have nobody to prophesy upon you, you better learn to prophesy on yourself. Can you say amen? Come on, that's why the Bible tells you, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Oh, just like what God did to Hannah. Penina mocked her because she couldn't have any baby. Oh, but she opened up her mouth. And when God gave, opened up a womb and she got pregnant and she gave birth to Samuel, she said, God has enlarged my mouth over my enemies. Then as you prophesy this day and as you begin to say, I need my word. Where is my donkey? I need my word. God will enlarge your mouth over your enemies. If you believe it, say amen. Stand on your feet with me right now. Stand on your feet with me right now. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. Say with me, I prophesy. Come on, I can't hear. Come on, say, I prophesy. I will live and not die. Say, I prophesy that wherever my donkey has been tied up, loose them and let them go. Say, this year, before the year is over, I will have my triumphal entry in the name of Jesus. Right now, loose my donkey and let him go. I need my ride. I need my word. If you believe it, shout.